All right. Wow. Nordy's podcast here. Huge episode this week. Guys, we're diving into the 90s this week. Lots of 90s talk. We're going to be talking 90s cartoons and all of them that uh, we loved and hopefully you did as well. We're going to do a deep dive into Jonah Hill. and We're going to talk about some shows and some news like we always do. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. Here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm pretty good, man. I'm good. I'm all right. How are you? You know, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so happy to be potting. I'm happy that the bad weather is going away and the good weather is coming. And uh, a little opportunity for everyone to get outside and enjoy uh, the beginning of summer. Can I say that? Is it too early to say that? Um, I mean, no, I'm comfortable with that. And I'll just say the end of quarantine too, because that's I was gonna what say, people are acting like. So, is it too early to say enjoy, or is it too early to say summer? Which um, one are you asking? <laughs> I'm fine yeah. enjoying by myself, to be honest. I'm just gonna hang out outside, but I'm happy uh, that the weather's getting better, and I am happy to be potting with my buddies. We got an amazing show for you guys today. We got a bunch of news. We're gonna be uh, telling you the shows to watch, even though there are very few. Uh, we are going to be rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We're going to do a little deep dive on our guy Jonah Hill, and uh, we've got an awesome metal stand this week. So before we do that, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app and Spotify and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for this entire time that you're stuck at home and beyond for free. Yeah, lots of companies are giving away stuff. Well, we're going to continue to give away our content for free. We we thought we would, you know, we're helping out the people that way. Yep. And we're going to run ads that are like, during this difficult time, buy your gutters from this company. Yeah, me undies. Yeah. Sponsoring. <laughs> so bad. All right, guys. We have uh, some beers to drink. What are you guys drinking over there? I'll kick it off. Um, <laughs> Wild mine. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I don't mean to continue drinking it, but it was the only cool thing I have left. Every place is sold out of stuff. So yeah. um, I've been hanging on to this one. This one's called Stasis Field. Um, it's a hazy IPA with spelt, whatever that means. Uh, Citra, Sabro. Kind of, kind um, of green. It's uh, delicious. It's a little bit heavy with the 8.1%. It's almost mm-hmm. like it should be a double IPA, uh, but it's really solid. Um, you know, Wild Mind uh makes pretty solid beers and they're leading leading the charge for breweries to be able to sell more than just crawlers out of their crawlers and growlers out of their storefronts Mm -hmm. yeah no they're pushing hard um that's our super pretentious beer name by the way stasis void or some bullshit stasis field i think that's a star trek reference yeah um all right i'm gonna go next i'm drinking lupulin uh, out of Big Lake, right? And they have this new one out with the dude, like the wrestler dude's face on it with the mullet. Have you seen this beer? Yes. Uh-uh. With the cool glasses, it's fashion mullet. It's the coolest fucking can. Like the whole can is this guy's head, like all cartooned out. It's fantastic. I posted on the Instagram. Um, and it's great. It's a great IPA. Fucking hazy. Really good. Still kind of bitter, which is actually kind of cool in this one. Yeah. All right, guys. Dude, it- Lupulin might be the most one of the most underrated breweries in the state. For sure. Guys, uh, 
who was our 2019 uh, Nordy winner for Brewery of the Year? Oh, Blackstack. Blackstack. No, Blackstack was 2018. You sure? I'm pretty um, sure. I think we gave it to Modest. Okay. Remember Eric's no, Fair State? State? Oh, dude. it was Fair State. It was Fair State. Yeah, but Eric, they had Eric Eric right. Jesus Christ. I mean, if dude, you, I if we forget it, no one's going to remember. I can't remember 2019. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, that if so far away. All right, guys. Well, here's the deal. I went uh, for Blackstack this week, and uh, we've long heard about Blackstack venturing away from their big New England-style hazy IPAs and into the world of sours. Well, they are officially here with their new Imperial Tiki Sour Treasure Trail. Okay. Treasure Trail is a 6.7 per pint pineapple, blackberry, banana, tangerine, cherry, and milk sugar sour. Jesus. Guys, this was $20 for a four-pack. Okay. Oh, not okay. $20 for a four-pack. And I, for the for you guys and for the listeners, I was like, you know what? We've been talking about Black Second and Sours. It's been the talk of the town. I need to do this for the pod. And I am telling you, this is the early favorite for beer of the year. Wow. What? Well, then you need to save me a can. You need to at least get it verified by me. This is... <laughs> I buy you, I'll pay you $5. Like, I want to try it. I posted it on our Instagram can, Beautiful. all of it. And I'm telling you, this is a great beer. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a each throw in ten bucks and you each get two cans kind of thing. But love mm-hmm. it. Good work, Black Stack. All right. Hey, hey, hey! By the way, there's a link here because the dude from that was doing sour beers at Wild Mine left with like a big hullabaloo, like lawsuits and shit. And he's working at Black Stack. That's that's him. And this is probably his beer. <laughs> He's there for the sour program. All right. So, Barter, you have a special question for us today. What was that? I don't, I don't know if it's special, but uh, it's it's just to kind of lead us off, get us going, get the thoughts going. Desert Island question. Would you rather be stuck on an island and the only music that you have to play is ACDC's greatest hits or Guns N' Roses' greatest hits? Guns oh. N' Roses all day. Every day, Guns N' Roses' career is uh, very short in its successful part, but Appetite is an amazing album, full of hits. Even the hits that you don't like and have heard too many times, like Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City and Welcome to the Jungle, those are on there, but the other songs are even better. I'm going Guns N' Roses, especially since our guy Axl Rose is duking it out with politicians online, battling Mnuchin online talking about economic policy and only one of them wow. was able to bring democracy to China. That's Axl Rose. <laughs> oh my God. How the fuck could I compete with what Eric just did right there? Um, ACDC. It, I know way more ACDC music, but maybe everybody does. Right. And I've listened to all of it and it all sounds the same. <laughs> what I don't know is all the other, fucking Guns N' Roses songs, it might be pretty good, according to Eric. So, yeah, that's my choice as well. I am choosing neither, and I'm going to make reflective devices out of the opposite sides of the CDs to try and track the planes down and just listen to nothing. Oh. I think that's my answer. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think I would would take ACDC because I think the catalog is a little bit bigger, 
I think the Guns N' Roses greatest hits like might end at like five to six songs. Um, there's like then, there's like probably twenty ACDC songs that you people recognize. Like they have yeah, a lot of music. There's only, but there's only one ACDC song that anyone likes. It's called Highway to Hell. And the rest of it. Oh is- my god! They have like a million. I mean, they're all kind of the same, but they, but the you know, they shredded. Like, there's some good guitar solos in there. It's pretty good real music, I think. I probably, I mean, with uh, Dirty Deeds, Thunderstruck, like some of those could really, could really I mean, bang if you're kind of bored well, on. Just, yeah, like, the problem with ACDC like, is most of their music isn't with the original singer who died and was the best part of the band. I think. Yeah. I think. And I think you could get over that, but like November Rain is going to be on Guns N' Roses' greatest hits. Like, I mean, so that's that's a song you're going to have to deal with, like a ten minute ballad. Mm-hmm. So I think ACDC uh, would be a little bit a little bit more fun. Yeah. Good question. Right. That was super fucking random. I liked it. Here we go. Here we go. Do we care? We're starting with Disney Plus, and we're going to start with The Mandalorian, where we got word that Katie Sackhoff and Timothy Oliphant are both going to be joining season two of Mandalorian. Do we know what they're going to play and do we care? Um, I think we care in like a general sense, like they're getting named actors to probably play relatively small roles at this point. There's a pretty big cast. So they, people want to be a part of it. They're getting people that can definitely act a little bit. I think it's good. I mean, I don't care about either of those actors that much. Oliphant's a pretty legit actor. Yeah, I agree with that take. I think um, the the less of the Bill Burrs that we see on the show, and the more Timothy Oliphants we see, the better You're it's getting. Gonna... Way more Bill Burr. He's a recurring character. I I understand that he's coming back, but instead of having small unknown people, well, not unknown, but you know what I mean, like their their acting chops aren't as good playing yeah. kind of important bit parts. Well, they we'll hired be doing... a comedian and a, like a professional wrestler to be pretty like decent roles. Bill Burrs. And then whoever that woman is, there's a, you know, yeah. she was really bad. She's Gina a, she's a, she's a MMA fighter. MMA okay, fighter. Yes, yes, yes. And she's been in some stuff. So I shouldn't just call her, a, you know, an upjumped athlete. She's an actress, but she's kind of a bad actress. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree. I think that the more people that have like a longer resume of acting in bigger roles, the better the show is going to be. And again, yeah. this is, not, this is not knocking the, the other folks, um, but you know, the Timothy Oliphants of the world are better than the yeah. Bill Burr. So, I mean, did he win like golden globes and shit for his justified stuff? I mean, he was up there for best actor for that. Yeah. And I know the show, I mean, the show is incredibly popular. Like people, yeah. people love that show. People still talk about it. Like, have you watched justified? It's like, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I, I think I know what I'm into, but I'm not that interested. Right. Right. Well, yeah, it's all good news. All right, guys. Uh, next up, we have also sticking with Disney Plus. Found out that they're going to be doing a Percy Jackson series. I don't even know who Percy Jackson is. Why should I care about this? See, Eric, I feel like you were this age, though. weren't You don't know about these books, Percy Jackson. No, he's like a kid that discovers he's like actually part, you know, God. Greek god? Yeah. Greek, yeah, Greek god, and so it's all the mythology shit. It's like Not a kid. I don't know this. Okay, series of kids' books. I never, I mean, I was way too old, but, um, you know, they made that bad movie with Logan Lerman. Really bad. So, I don't know. I mean, it might be, like, okay. It's going to be better than that movie. I do not care at all. I don't care at all. Let's be real. I don't, I don't think I care. I mean, right. it's, if we don't get any other new shows before it, then sure. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, sticking with maybe uh, uh, a youthful theme, uh, talking about our past, which we'll do later as well. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 going to be remade. Is that right? Or uh, remastered. Remastered, yeah. Remastered and put on the PS4. Is it going to be on Xbox as well? I don't think so. I think it's going to be an exclusive. I don't know. I think it's going to be a PS4 exclusive. I, I don't think it's going to be an exclusive. But. So yeah. what PS, what PlayStation has done is they've gotten the rights to exclusive uh, drops like 30 days before Xbox for some titles. Ooh. So that might be what they're talking about, but I'm sure it's going to be might get Yeah, and then they might get like rights to advertise as like exclusive PS4 or something because I'm pretty Correct. sure I saw that, but I would no, be surprised if it only went for one system. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's going to be for all. Because you got to assume it's go. going to be like a $40 game or maybe even a $30 game. I would hope. It's going to be $59. I, if it's 59 I'm still getting it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I might still. I don't know. I feel like it's a game that like, I I loved it because I played it enough that I was good. And if I don't have the time to get good, is it going to just like frustrate the fuck out of me? Who was your who was your go to character? Like, who did you use? Bob Burnquist, always. Yeah, I did Burnquist as well. I can remember his name, but Bob I think Burnquist. I mixed it up with some other guy too. Brazil's fine. I think I, think I used uh, Jeff Rowley. Is that his name? Yeah, Jeff Jeff Rowley. Because right. he had, he had the dark slide. Oh, that was his cool move. That was a dumbass yeah, yeah. fucking move and a cool name. When you did it in that in that warehouse and you could go all the way around with the dark slide, you had you got tons of points for that. Well, that was yeah, that was your way. Um, all right, I had one person comment when I posted about this, and they were like, "Petition to not include Headstrong in the soundtrack," <laughs> <laughs> and people are signing it. I think they need because the soundtrack is key. Pick some of the songs and then add new songs. Half and I half. Think they did a half and half soundtrack with some throwbacks, you know, of like that '90s um ska punk stuff mixed with some new stuff as well would be really cool yeah a little some 41 little no doubt and then mix in something they'll probably put some five finger death punch in there probably i don't know all right 2k bb6 that's who did it i don't i don't know this person but they chat with me sometimes so shout out all right uh next up keeping it Back in the nineties. We're we're gonna be on kind of a, a 90s scene. What was that what was that movie that um that uh Jonah mm. Hill made? Uh I think it's called like then I watched it. It's called like the mid nineties. The nineties or something, yeah. Mid nineties, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's a theme. It's a freaking theme. We're, Did you watch it? No, but we're full freaking Dude, it, it was like my age. I didn't really grow up in the like a same kind of more dense city area like you know, I was in the burbs, but dude, I've I vibed with that movie. I was like made for me. So uh, we're sticking with the 90s here, and that's because Netflix is making a movie about the 99 women's U.S. Olympic soccer team, the one that won gold, uh, I believe it was at the Rose Bowl in California, um, on penalty kicks, you know, Brandy Chastain running around in her sports bra with her her jersey off, super famous scene. I kind of think this was the coming out party for the um, greatest the most successful, the most badass women's team in the history of U.S. sports and maybe in the entire world. And not even necessarily just women's team, but just badass sports team. No, for sure. But I do think like to pretend that it's just like another sports team is crazy too because like 
they are such role models to young girls everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yep. you watch the, the games that they play, I'm not, I'm not trying to act like there aren't guys who watch it too, but like just watching the games and seeing how excited these like, you know, young girls are in the stands is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, think about the impact they had, right? Because there's so many male athletes that you think have a bigger impact, but you know, they're sharing the spotlight with so many male athletes. They're just everywhere. Yeah. So and like this team had an impact on a huge number of, of half the population and, and, and more. It's amazing. And keeping it nineties full circle for you guys. Like that's the theme of the episode. Um, the goalie, Brianna. Gosh, come on now. Can't think of it. Her name was Brianna something. You should know because she went to your alma mater, Anoka High School. Oh, she did? Yeah. What? Yes. That's fucked up. Um, Dreamcasting. Dreamcasting. Hope Solo. Dreamcasting Hope Solo? Isn't Hope Solo on the team? No. No. I don't believe Uh, so. Mia Hamm is your big star. Oh, Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm. Who's Mia Mia Hamm? The big star. Is, is it Brianna Scurry? Does that sound Brianna right? Scurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from Anoka High School. Your high school. Probably my age. She probably, and she's the goalie. Oh, she'd be a goalie. Yeah. So there you go. I think this, and one of the rumors with her was that, like, she said that if they won, she was going to run through some city. Like, uh, this is probably like the Marilyn Manson with the rib rumor or whatever that she, but that she was going to run through. Like, she's going to run a mile naked or something. Somewhere, if they won the World Cup, and okay. supposedly, supposedly she did it. I don't know. Like, who knows? So I kind of underestimated how long ago this was because she's forty-eight. So she's. <laughs> I definitely did not graduate with her. Uh, had no chance of dating her. She I just wouldn't have had a chance of dating her, anyways. But. But yeah, Brianna Scurry, badass. All right. Um. All right. So a uh, couple more. More throwback stuff for the most part, um, but this one is something new. Robert Downey Jr. leaving the MCU after successfully carrying the franchise for almost a decade as probably their biggest star as Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. now is going to be produce, producing um, for DC Comics and Netflix a show called Sweet Tooth, uh, Sweet which will have James... Brolin and Will Forte in it. It's based on superheroes. It's DC, so it will probably be pretty bad. Yeah, I I don't know if it's even superhero-y. I, I don't know anything about the comic. It's like, I, I don't know what the comic is. It could, It's just a graphic, you know, it's a limited series based on some kind of comic. Who knows? But it's First interesting. Of all, the, the name is terrible, by the way. So... Um, I also wonder if Robert Downey Jr. is a producer in name only and that he's like kind of funding the project, um, mm-hmm. but really won't have anything to do with it. I don't know. That's producer is like a title you can put on either money or somebody that's literally like running around working, hiring people, scouting. So sure. Who knows? All right, guys. And then uh, finally, do you guys care about that, by the way? No, it's probably going to no. It's going to be awful. Uh, finally, uh, <laughs> Scarface is getting rebooted. People are pretty excited about this because everyone pretends to be a Scarface fan. Who is going to be directing this new version of Scarface? All right. Luca Guadagnino. Okay. So he's an Italian filmmaker. He did Suspiria. 
with that Dakota Johnson. If you guys want, it's super weird. It's like a remake from a seventies horror movie. You were very um, excited about it. I remember. And then it kind of flopped for you. And then it was just like really fucking long and it was weird. It had a very cool fucking end scene. That's for sure. It almost made it worth it. Um, yeah. And then he did call me by your name, which I didn't see. Uh, but he's like a legit filmmaker. So I don't know. It doesn't really need to be remade. Although, like, if you watch it, it's pretty dated. Okay. So do we care? No. Okay. So well, yes, I do. Actually, I do care because I'll probably see it at some point. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, when I was in like eighth grade, it became really cool to like Scarface. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody had the poster. Everybody had the poster. I think I even had a poster of it. And oh, I had God. the movie, and Scarface is so bad. You think? It's horrible. It's a terrible watch with awful writing and awful acting. And <laughs> it's just pretty much unwatchable. You watch for him to say, say hello to my little friend. And then he like shoots a bunch of cops and he's like diving face first into fake cocaine. And it's it's Dude, him and uh him and like is it Michelle Pfeiffer, right? I don't even know. It's a disaster of a movie. The, the woman in it, like they have just extended long scenes of them fighting and like awkward sit in a restaurant that you just don't realize you don't remember that it's like a two and a half hour movie. It's, it's so long. I'm looking to look up how long it is, but it, it's from 1983 when, by the way, we were not that great at making movies and it's 170 <laughs> minutes. It's almost three hours long. Yeah. It's, it's unbearable. And like, the funny honest. thing is I've seen it like eight times. You know what I mean? It was one of those movies when you didn't, you couldn't just watch anything and it was like cool to like. Right. So yeah, I've seen it a lot. I don't think it's as bad. It's pretty memorable. There's a lot of big memorable moments and stuff, but I just remember it being good. like really, 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 like, really, really, what's really better that or blow blow by a lot, blow by a lot. I agree <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> what's better Scarface or the Godfather? I mean, yeah, the Godfather, obviously. Right. Although but it's, it's so pretty it's fucking boring. It's yeah. so boring. It is. It is. All right, guys. This is about to get uh, – this is pretty weak hot rec sec- section this week. Okay. Um, so we're going to go kind of quickly through this. Um, we're going to start out again uh, with the show everyone should be watching. What we do in the shadows coming off some big-time episodes where they've focused a little more on each individual character in the episodes. You kind of had a Guillermo episode. You kind of had a Nadia episode. Now you're getting – um Colin. Colin Robinson with an amazing episode. And then uh Jackie, Jackie Daytona. One of my uh, new favorite characters. I'm Jackie Daytona. <laughs> he's, just He's got the you can tell because he wears the fucking toothpick. The, yeah, the toothpick. The toothpick. No one can recognize him. Just it was the it was the silliest episode they've ever done, but it had me fucking cracked up. It was honestly so funny. It was interesting to realize. I didn't realize in the moment that um, whatever the vampire, whatever his name was. Yeah. Was was uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him until after the fact. Um, but yeah, the episode was really funny. And it's just a show that, that itself, you know, the concept of it and the people who are in it are so hilarious. But it's not trying too hard it doesn't take itself too seriously it just seems like it's some funny people having a really good time making a show i mean it almost seems like uh like a like an improv stage thing 
right? Where they're just like, here's the concepts that we want you to talk about. And then you guys just kind of go make it funny. And it just, it kind of comes across that way. The, I mean, some of the more recent episodes definitely feel a little bit more written, yeah. uh, but it, it comes across. Great, great jokes, like really, sure. really funny, great jokes. Like and all this, a lot, a lot was, of the stuff they do where they're kind of interviewing is usually written, I think. And it's just so funny. For sure. I, I, and I, I, I agree that most of it is probably written and it's all like very, well done. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it comes across as like an improv comedy. And I think that makes it a little bit more raw, which which in turn then makes it feel funnier to me. I love all that stuff. The Colin Peterson shit. I love that guy. Came he's from Minnesota. He's fantastic. Colin Martin, Peterson. I watched some of the K Strauss stuff. You did? Yeah. Did it ha- did did how awkward was it? It's it's so funny. But it's painful to watch. It's so <laughs> He's so good. Isn't he? Can you see how he has jumped from this to Colin Peterson from K-Straws? Doing this K-Straws stuff and he's... It's Colin, it's Colin Robinson, by the way. Thank you, Colin Robinson. Which is perfect that I can't even remember what it is. It's supposed to be that generic. That's the whole point, yeah. yeah. He literally is... He talks and talks and talks. And at one point, they want him to start doing tricks. And he starts getting into a public fight with his yo-yo sponsorship company and how they don't want him to wear the shirt anymore. And the people are so uncomfortable. And then they're like, why don't you start out with some tricks? And he's like, I'm going to start out with some basic ones, like the up and down. And it's, he's just throwing it up and down. He's not even that good at it. And then he (laughs) tries to do this one where he spins around the world and he keeps hitting himself with it. And then he goes, can you guys just play a clip of my highlights? And they're like, we don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> honestly oh, so good he's a genius well he so all the stuff that he does when he's like doing his colin peterson stuff none of that is written so that's his thing is that he can just like improvise endlessly um i swear i remember seeing him on a live broadcast on like primetime tv when i was a kid and he was promising to pull off like the ultimate trick of all time with yo-yos with two yo-yos and <laughs> All he did was like he he's let them let the yo-yo string like all the way down to the floor and then he started spinning them and then all he did was wrap them around his arms like he he was getting them spinning and then they just wrapped around his like forearms and then he like took a bow and then like walked off the stage and I swear to god that had to have been him because I'm like that's not the greatest trick ever all he did was wrap the string around your arms like it's ridiculous that, that's amazing this was only like 6 years ago Okay, damn it. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we all recommend that. Oh, yeah. The most we can. I mean, it's all we have. Okay, um, and then the other thing, um, as far as television, is the other show everyone has to watch. It's The Last Dance. We've talked about it for weeks. Mm -hmm. It's Jordan Doc, and it is... Is it wrapping up tonight? Yep, tonight. So we're recording on Sunday. Um, episodes 9 and 10 are tonight. Now, I know that we've talked about this numerous weeks, but the thing is, is that whether you are a sports fan or not, anyone can enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. so well done. It's such a fun look back at the, the 90s, but also the 80s. Um, Jordan, I, I have to admit, I was a huge basketball fan in the 90s as a kid. And I didn't like Jordan. I didn't like the Bulls. I cheered against the Bulls every opportunity I got. And mm-hmm. Jordan beat, beat me every time. I mean, he's right. he's the ultimate competitor. And I have 
left this documentary being a much bigger Jordan fan than I ever was before. But as yeah. a as an athlete, I knew nothing. Not as a person. No, but but we don't cheer for him as a person. Like right, he doesn't even exist as a person. It's crazy. No, he just even after this doc, I don't know anything about him. No, he's just a psychopath person who has a one track <laughs> mind who has just decided that he was going to be the greatest basketball player ever, and just that's all he cares about, and his family and anything else just isn't really important. And he's gambling against his security team and can't stand the fact that he lost in a game of trying to throw a quarter against a wall. And like, I, oh, we should play that. I like that. I, I will say this. I'm really sick of the, the gambling talk. Not that it's not interesting on the doc, but that the media was so focused on his gambling, like he had a gambling problem. And he'd be like, we heard you were betting $1,000 a hole in golf. It's like, that would be like me betting a quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He's but they worth, were talking about more than that, weren't they? Or maybe it just was a thousand. Well, sure they were, but he's worth two point one billion dollars. Like he could bet fifty thousand dollars on stuff every day for the rest of his life and never get close to going broke. Like yeah, yeah. He could just burn money if he, he could. He could literally light money on fire every day for fun, and he would still have plenty of money. So well, that was part of the. That was part of the. That was a little bit part of the. That was part of the era, though, of like. Uh, you need to set a great example for kids. And so then like some of the gambling stuff leaking out was, you know, well, sort he of made like a lot that. of money being a, an example to everybody, to kids, to everyone. Sure. Like it wasn't, yeah. it was be like Mike. It was like, it wasn't, you'd be good at basketball. It was like in every, everybody can aspire to this. Everyone can, can be like Mike at your job. You know, it's made he me was supposed to be this. He was sold as an, as like a role model. It, it makes me think though, though, like it's the perfect example of what we do as humans, as a population to celebrities. Like we love to, we like to create the story, you know, as, as a society, we build these people up, we turn them into, you know, superheroes and then we search for flaws. We make their flaws seem worse than they are. And then we tear them down. Right. And Jordan is just the best example of it. And watching it, you can see why he was just like so exhausted. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Like they, you know, Michael Jordan said that he, or, or now we know that he used to smoke like six cigars a day or something like during the season. And it's like, yeah. we, we never saw that. Like that image was never public. And probably because, you know, not everybody had a camera, you know, attached to their telephone. Um, to catch those type of things. But it's amazing the image that was cultivated on his behalf, obviously because there's a lot of money at stake, but nobody ever saw, like maybe, you know, some images started to leak later on of him like smoking on the golf course, but you never saw him smoking like in the locker room or around United Center. Then, or anything like when, that. In, this, in this documentary with all the behind the scenes stuff, he always has a cigarette or a cigar. Yeah, yeah he almost never does have a cigar. Whether it's even now when he's recording his interview, but if, back then the whole time in the locker room, fucking a sideline of practice. I will say that that the best moments of this have been um, him getting emotional, where you know that that isn't something that he really does. Mm -hmm. And so I thought the most powerful moment was the part where they were asking him, like, was it worth not being a good person? Pretty much. And he's like trying to explain it. And then they just had this whole montage of 
their successes. And he's like, I would never ask someone to do something that I wasn't doing myself. If you don't want to do this, you don't Mm -hmm. have to do it. Like if you don't want to go this hard, you don't have to go this hard. And then he starts crying and he was just like, break and the episode cut. I was like, damn, that was good TV. Yeah. Yeah, That was well done. So Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm bummed it's wrapping up. And, um, if you're like, oh, I don't, I don't really like sports that much. If you like good television and you like good storytelling, you will like the show. It's that yeah, sports is sort of the backdrop, right? It, this it is, is more about the people. Yeah. It is. And um, it's it's getting better ratings than the NBA finals. So well, he's the biggest athlete in the world. I mean, still. Eric and Roman, next, next week when we do this podcast, maybe we'll be even be in person at that point, which is kind of crazy. I want to talk about, I want to revisit LeBron versus Jordan. Well, because Eric has said for a long time, and he's been steadfast that LeBron is better. Um, And, and I just, we're not going to have the debate right now. And I've been on that boat too, but this, it's hard to knock Jordan as the greatest of all time. And that's fair. It's fair. Hold on. I I just want to say one thing quick, Eric, and then you can do your spiel. Um, The, the knock on Jordan for so long was that he couldn't win championships and everyone forgets that point and that mm-hmm. uh, like he didn't win his first championship until he was what? 30. 20. Oh, I was going to say 29, 28, but yeah, he was 30. He was 30 and he came out as he a 20. Right. And yeah. he didn't win so, until 91. Yeah. So like it was it, like the same knocks that everyone was giving LeBron completely forgets that, Jordan had the same issue, although he ended up with slightly more success than LeBron did um, eventually. But uh, you know, the the same criticism came with with Michael Jordan for all the for all the accolades and the points and the and the scoring titles and all that stuff. He was never able to get his team over the hump early. Yeah, we can talk about that next week. But um, that'll be fun. Yeah, a couple other things, some movies that we watched. Um, I'm gonna start. I watched uh, The Wrong Mandy. Oh, I'm sorry. On uh, Netflix? It just sounds like a terrible title. Uh, it's the wrong Missy. but Wrong Missy. That's the wrong Missy. You should only be trying to remember the name so you make sure you don't accidentally watch it. That's uh, uh, that's Eric's version of uh, Colin Peterson that you kept saying. Yeah, exactly. The wrong Missy. Um, okay, so I'm going to just defend myself as to why, okay? It was like the most promoted thing one night on uh, Netflix. So I was like desperate. I was looking through all the apps. I have every freaking streaming service. I couldn't find anything to watch. (laughs) So after like passing it by like 10 times, I remembered that I saw people talking about it on Twitter. Yep. I don't even know if it was an example. These things can happen. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just give it a try. And then I realized it was a Happy Madison movie. And I don't have a lot of faith in Happy Madison. And it was starring. David Spade, oh, you're like, what? What were you thinking? Um, so the only reason I, I did was because, um, you know, the last Happy Madison Netflix movie was that one where it was like the gem. no, no, the detective movie. That one was pretty good, right? That one's yeah. actually the best maybe Jennifer they've ever made on there. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston and and, and uh, Adam Sandler, and I actually, oh, and yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. So. I was like, you know what? Maybe this one will be fun too. Nope. It was just atrocious. So I had the same setup exactly as you, but I only watched it for 11 minutes. And so I got my time back 
I, I got about three-fourths of the way through the movie, and I was like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever watched. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm three-fourths of the way through. If I, I watch click, it, all good. If I click off now, I'm just going to scroll through the apps to find something. So, yeah. I guess so how was Nick Swartzen? Because I was going to watch it to see how he did, and I couldn't even make it that far, so... Nick Swardson played the same character that Nick Swardson plays in every single movie. Did he have a bit of a gay, like, yeah, let's go, let's do it, like, that type of deal? Mm, not not Terry version of that, okay. but just, he's just Nick Swardson, like, asshole, funny, silly guy who's making able to make fun of himself and okay. has the same kind of jokes. I don't know. Skull Viking. Um. Jim, you watched the super exciting Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. What did you think? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Lighthouse. So Robert Edgers directed this, right? So I was like trying to watch it. Although I I tried to watch I, I watched The Witch, or just called just called Witch. It's on Netflix. It was pretty scary, but pretty fucking slow too. It's kinda like black and white art movie. So I this lighthouse had gotten all this hype because Robert Robert Pattinson is in it. And Willem Dafoe is, are in it. And it turns out they're the only two people in it. That's it. It's just them. So it, it's like a stage play. But there's like mermaids and fucking mermaids and killing mermaids. And, and then there's like people, go, they get drunk the whole time. And then they just like party and then fight. And there's all these weird scenes with just the two. I mean, it's just the two of them the whole time. This movie is hard, like avant-garde art house shit. So, so is that a wreck I don't know if that or... you guys or what? I mean, it does not. Dude, there's like probably five jerk off scenes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's wild. It, it's it wild. Same, itself. Same person and honestly, it cracked me up a few times. It was kind of sneaky funny. It's, and they're both like the scenes with them are amazing. Like, it's some fucking good acting. So, this it's movie just, has a specific demo. Though it, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's not the general population. Guys, no, no, it's not Amazon right now, so you go watch it if you're interested. I mean, it's weird. It's cool. It's just like very, very art house. Like I don't have the patience for that anymore. I could watch a movie like that when I was like 23 and be like, "Whoa, this is so deep." I don't even think that hard anymore. So for me, this was tough. And it, it has a classic indie ending where like they have a final scene where you're like, "What?" What the fuck? This is movie's over? That, that doesn't make any sense. So, Oh, the classic indie ending. Love it. That's my least favorite. Be original and do like a really cool movie with like a, like a story that goes all the way through. A very cool, even a twist ending or regular just like solid ending. I would, I would have actually really liked that movie. So that's it. All right, guys. Let's move on to something else we watched. And that's this week's. Marvel rewatch. This week we watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, A movie I wasn't that excited about because uh, who's the guy who plays his dad? Kurt Russell. He's great. And I just don't really like Kurt Russell. Like, I don't know. You wouldn't, dude. Snake Plissken, man. (laughs) I don't back to Snake again. (laughs) It just... He's just not for me. Um, great. Guardians are great, though. Uh, adding the girl with the antennas. I don't even know what her name is. Um, Banta? 
Yeah, she's she's really great. She's an awesome addition. And the whole scene where she's reading their emotions and, uh, you know, he she says that he has a crush on her and uh, what's Batista's character's name? Drax. Drax, Drax is just laughing uncontrollably. Drax. Drax. Do me! Do me! Do me! <laughs> Drax kind of steals the show. I mean, he's really funny. Um, I, I don't know. I liked Guardians 1 better. I did. Um, I just think that like when they, they get too trippy with some of the stuff that they do, um, it's not always for me. Um, but star Lord having all these powers and the Yondu story was all pretty fun. The um, Yondu. Isn't that his name? Yondu? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That whole story was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. I, I kind of found myself like tuning out a little bit. Literally. I agree. I, I completely agree with Eric. I was kind of bored for a decent portion of the movie. Um, like he said, there were some definitely some standout scenes. I mean, the opening scene where they are doing the credits while fighting like a, you know, a final boss kind of thing was, was really cool. You hadn't really seen that before. Uh, Dancing through it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was all cool. Um, they really sort of, I think lost the shine of the first one. Um, I don't really understand the point of guardians Two, other than to explain Peter's like sort of godlike heritage. That's massive for the story though. I, I understand, but they, they like sort of introduced that slowly. And it also wasn't that exciting. Like it didn't, I didn't feel like now that I've seen the entirety of the body of work, I don't feel like it was completely necessary to drag that out as long as they did. Yeah, I I loved it. Again, I laughed so hard with both of these movies. They doubled down. They knew how funny Drax was. The first time they were like, he better be funny because like if he's not, this movie's going to suck. And in the second one, they knew he was funny and just wrote a ton of great lines for him. He was so great. He's the Groot shit has cool. never been cool. Groot has never been funny. I don't like that part. Mantos, Mantis, I think, was very Mantis. good. Um, I like but Yondu is the heart of the story, dude. How great was, was Michael Rooker, right? Yep. Yeah. How fucking good was he? Like, they took him from, like, asshole weirdo in the first one. Yeah. You only really remembered him because he looked so unique. And then in this Man, one, they're like, like, from the beginning to the end, like, dude, you might shed a man tear. Yeah, no, I he, I love that part. That that made the movie for me. I was gonna say that he steals the show, but I think he saves the show. I think that he the movie, I think the movie's not that great, and the Yandu stuff is really, really captivating. It's perfect because it was like the real father figure versus like this, you know, asshole. And there's all this this theories about the mom, maybe some kind of like ancient celestial too, and then really? like. Yeah, that would be like the reason why he could actually like hold on, you know, at the end of the first one yeah. that we talked about, that all that stuff. So it's going to be a big deal eventually. Um, hey, he didn't die, right? So they're going to make more Guardians movies. However, however, I would say that if you're for the second movie, the fact that Drax and Yondu steal the show is kind of a problem for the overall film itself yeah i just i didn't really like the story very much and that's a problem um but but the guardians can kind of always dig themselves out of it because it's so funny 
and the people mm-hmm. in it are so funny and so likable that I find myself kind of just, they kind of carry it just because they're so likable. Um, even when the story itself is just okay. Well, what do we always say, which is even if like the plot or whatever doesn't quite hold up, it has to be entertaining and it was still entertaining. It was still visually uh, compelling. There was tons of crazy, you know, fight scenes with, you know, ton like a, like six, seven, eight, nine characters involved. Um, the whole concept of like the drone pilots from the, uh, the gold folks was kind of cool. Um, so there, there was a lot of like cool and interesting things that had never been introduced before. So that, that was really like, uh, fun to watch. But other than that, I think Eric's right. The story itself was pretty bland. So one little spoiler here from the, the post credit scenes, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them. Wasn't there five or something? There was a bunch of them, but the one I'm talking about is whoever these gold people are. I don't remember what they're called, but they, at the end, um, talk about a new way of birthing, and they have this pod, and the woman's like, "I shall call him Adam," and it's supposed to be Adam Warlock, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And yeah. He, I mean, this was years ago, really. Right? Like, Where's the app? He's never shown up um, in the in the Infinity Gauntlet story. In the Infinity War story, um, he's like the reason that they beat Thanos. Yeah. In the comic books, he's like Huge such part a of it. He's like the reason that they beat Thanos. He's like the main hero. And he, yeah, when they have like the big like doubles page spread of all the heroes like coming out, he's like the one in the middle. Yeah, and so he hasn't shown up yet, and we're through that part of the story, so. I'm just curious if they just scrapped that altogether or if he's still going to show up at some point. So I don't know. It is a little weird to not see the direct line. Like they've been very good about like post-credit scene. Now we got this guy in like two movies later, like one or two later. So yeah, it's weird for them to plant that seed and then leave it. But I, it's exciting to me, but it's yeah. Keanu Reeves joining the universe. He'll probably be that dude. (laughs) All right, uh, next up, guys, is Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay, nice. What a treat, what a treat that is going to be. And then that's followed up by Thor Ragnarok. Fuck yes. I'll and watch I, that movie infinity times. And then I believe that's followed up by Black Panther. So we're kind of Holy like, shit. and I believe that's followed up by Infinity War. So I kind of think we're like, we're in we're in the best part of this. Agreed. Um, my kids want to know if they can watch Black Panther. Black and I'm kind of like, oof, I don't think so. What do you guys Black think? Panther is just, it, it, like, the fight scene with um, Michael B. Jordan's character, I can't think of his name right now, but um, his guy versus Black Panther is, like, kind of bloody and violent. Yeah. And like a spear, and, like, he cuts him up pretty good, and he's, like, slamming him down, and, like... That's pretty brutal. I mean, that pretty goes over the cliff, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. a brutal really good but it's it's a violent scene i just think they watch like they watch like captain america civil war which was pretty fucking hardcore i mean i have a four-year-old so i, I don't know this is a pg-13 movie but hey parental guidance and i'm there so which was the um, one where they were talking about hide the hide the zucchini oh god i don't think they watched that one with me Mar- avengers 2 <laughs> lord that movie was horrible they wouldn't have got that joke i tell you that actually they did watch that with me and i'm like Thank God they're not asking questions. All right, guys. We got to move on to a new segment. There, a segment we haven't had for quite some time, and that is a deep dive. And uh, this time we're doing a deep dive 
on Jonah Hill. Love it. Jonah Hill. So we're going to go through Jonah Hill's career here. Um, we're going to talk about him first as an actor and then as a producer and director. Um, Are we doing overrated, underrated for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do overrated, underrated. So Jonah Hill, to me, um, I, I'm assuming I'm going to think he's underrated. Really? He Going is very highly rated right now. I think he's very highly rated with like people who are nerdy about movies. Like me. Yeah, but I don't think like the general public, I think they think okay. of him as kind of a goofy stoner comedian. You know what? You're probably right. Although it's getting there. Okay, this will be interesting. So we're going to run through the first part. I mean, there's it's it starts pretty slow. So all the way back in 2004, he's um, in I Heart Huckabees and NYPD Blue. Um, he's a customer, a creepy customer, you might remember, an eBay customer on the 40-year-old virgin who's buying the um, the high-heeled platform shoes with the goldfish in them. <laughs> Funny. That's fantastic. I don't remember that. Um, he's in Poncho's Pizza, which was a short before he was Barry in Grandma's Boy. So he kind of had this character as like this like fat weirdo who was like, didn't have social skills at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but he's getting some roles in some like notable comedies here. Um, he's in a TV series called Campus Ladies before he's in Click, which I believe is a movie with um, Adam, Sandler. Adam Sandler. He's in the movie Accepted about college, which was like a shitty version. Oh, he's, yeah, I think he starred in that movie. Uh, wasn't it like a shitty version of Van Wilder or something? Yep, it wasn't very good. Yep. Um, he's in 10 Items or Less again in 2006. Um, rocket science and then he lands a, a reasonable role for him in a pretty big movie and that was as jonah in the movie knocked up oh funny he was in that before i keep waiting for super bad and it just hasn't hit hit yet he's a yeah. god damn he's doing a lot of stuff so he's the one that wanted to start the uh the porn site right uh, or not the porn site but like the the website that would tell you when girls would get naked Yes, yes. In, in their movies. Yes, yes, he did. Um, he's in a TV series called Human Giants. He's in Evan Almighty. And he's in uh, Clark and Michael, another TV series. And then later in 2017, so he started 2017 and knocked up. 2007. I'm sorry, 2007. And mm -hmm. uh, he ends it in Superbad as Seth. Okay. This Which is, is crazy because... When you hear uh, Seth Rogen and Jonah talk about that movie, Seth Rogen was originally slated to play Seth. And then they had Jonah audition and all of the producers and the director were like, it's got to be Jonah. It has yeah. to be Jonah. And we, we got to find another role for Seth. And then he ended up being the, uh, the cop with Bill Hader. Um, yeah. Yes, which was... Maybe the best little side piece of that movie. Uh, Superbad is one of the great comedies ever. Mm -hmm. Fair to say e that? Ever, for sure. put it in my top ten, for sure. We put it in our top four, I believe. We may have, yeah. We made like a top four because it looked cool on Instagram, and we put it on there. But that means I got to agree with all you guys, so I'm going to say <laughs> podcast top four. Who knows for me? Wainy Days, a TV series. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. He's in that, but he's uncredited in it. Um, Strange Wilderness in 2018. Um, um, Forty Years of Who, the 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 
um, cartoon. He's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep. As a waiter, uh, like a weird waiter. Really funny in that. Really he was actually, he was so funny with his obsession with Aldous Snow. Yeah. Um, just add water. He's in um, Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Reno nine one one. So he does a lot more TV. Than How many I years has this has this been now? This is between Superbad. Um, this is two years after Superbad. So still not really done anything notable since then. He's in Funny People, which I think people liked. No, people didn't like it. Critics liked it. It was three hours long. He's in The Invention of Lying and The Simpsons in an episode or two. Um, that's through 2009. So he still didn't really do much. Like I think we thought of him as like he had arrived as this big comedic actor, but he didn't really do anything. You know what? I don't know when it's going to happen, but at some point he's going to be in Moneyball and everything is going to change. Um, he's in How to Train Your Dragon, Get Him to the Greek, Legend Funny. of Bone Napper Dragon, okay. um, Megamind, Megamind, Mega Team Unite uh, video game. That's through 2010. Wow. So he's done like, well, I would say Get Him to the Greek would be like a, a C minus blockbuster and then Super Bad, and that's it. Those are the only things that are notable at this point in time. Right. I mean, because these are small roles, too, in a lot of this stuff. Okay, so he starts 2011 as Peter Brand in Moneyball. There it is. So 2011? 2011. Early 2011, Moneyball. Um, doesn't he, isn't he up for a supporting actor or something in this? Yeah, yep, I was. think he, yeah, he was up for a supporting actor. And he was fantastic. Better he's than in, Brad Pitt. He's in The Sitter. Um, he's in Alan Gregory, the TV series. That's it for 2011. Okay. He starts out uh, 2012 hot with 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Back to comedy. Uh, he's and in the Th This movie was huge. This movie made so much money. And it, was, it was really funny. It was funny. I mm -hmm. actually liked it. Like when he's dating Ice-T's daughter, I mean, that's that was some of the best comedy. Like when they had to go to the brunch or whatever. I mean, that was that stuff was just so funny. Oh, God, yeah. So 2012, he's in 21 Jump Street, The Watch, and Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. Small part, Django. Um, I think that's that's been his biggest turnaround, though, is like his willingness to take small parts. And things that's that he did. Um, 2013, he has This Is The End, where he plays himself, um, The Wolf of Wall Street. This is huge for him. Another and, supporting actor nomination for... That's pretty much yeah. it for that year. So, did you guys know he took a twenty million dollar pay cut to play the movie? Wall Street? Yeah, is that what um, you're doing that impression because everybody knows that? That's just, I see that post on Reddit like once a week. That's 2014, awesome. 2014, he's in the Lego Movie, How to Train Your Dragon two, and Twenty Two Jump Street. Okay, he's 2000, a star. 2015, True Story is the only thing he's in. 2016, he's in Hail Caesar, Sausage Party, and War Dogs. Wow, that's a bomb year for him. Yeah. The, like, bad. Like, he bombed yeah. three in a row. And War Dogs, he had a co-lead with Miles Teller, or Miles, whatever the fuck. And that movie sucked. Um, 2017, he's in the Lego Batman movie. Okay, that's it? Yeah. Wow. 2018, he's in Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Um, the Shivering tr Truth, 
a TV series, and Maniac, the TV series. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Maniac, I was so excited, was disappointing a bit. He was good. Um, He won't get far on foot. I think they thought, so they had Joaquin Phoenix playing like a paraplegic guy. And then Jonah Hill was the like, um, like group home leader, you know, like host guy, whatever, therapist. And like the movie is hard to watch. It's not, I don't think it's very good, but Jonah Hill is fantastic in it. Like he probably should have won some stuff for that. All right. 2019, he's in How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. He's in the Lego Movie 2, the second part, and he's in The Beach Bum. Okay. And then 2020, he's only in one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Dude, I'm going to go, I'm going to right now, I'm going to look and see the stuff he's directed and produced now during this time. Quickly, a couple things that he did also. I was going to say, hold on, let's let's just say as an actor, where do we feel he's rated? Overrated. Agreed. I would say properly rated as a, a like your number one call now that Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead for a best supporting actor role in a big movie. Like if you have a, a an Oscar movie, which there's a difference and you're going for it, you get him to be the second guy and you're good to go. So he's directed. What do you want to hear first? Direct, write, or produce? Um uh, just mix it in, man. Give me uh, direct first, because he's he's starting to direct stuff. All right, directing. He's only done these. Sarah Borelli's gonna get you over a video short. Danny Brown, ain't it funny? A video short. Mid nineties, he did in two thousand eighteen, which people love, yep, which was really good. Travis Scott, wake up, a video short in two thousand nineteen, and unfiltered, a TV series documentary. That's it. Okay. As a writer, wrote, as a writer, he wrote for Saturday Night Live. He wrote 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Sausage Party, Why Him, and Mid-90s. Okay. And as a producer, he was on Bruno, The Sitter, uh, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Freaks of Nature, Sausage Party, Why Him, Mid-90s, Maniac, Richard Jewell, and Beastie Boys. So not, okay, not as prolific as I thought in those other categories. I'm going Jonah Hill overrated. I agree. And I was coming into this thinking Jonah Hill underrated. So I will say this. I think the the peak performances are so memorable, right? Like between Moneyball, uh, Superbad, Wolf of Wall Street, like those things were all fantastic performances. And you forget all the other stuff that wasn't very good. So I think... I think he's properly rated in the in the big stuff, but then there's also a lot of crap. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. There is a lot more bad stuff than I thought. And I was ready to give him underrated. I'm going to I want to go properly rated, which is a, an amazing actor that maybe isn't able to carry a whole movie. Maybe you get him as a supporting guy. He carries like, he's such an it like a Hollywood it guy right now. Like he's just like What's he, what's he doing? I think people want to be a part of it. So it seems like he's done more, but damn, he's done some shit. I will say this. I'm always, I'll always be a little biased because I was once in the same bathroom as Jonah Hill and he was, see, he seemed fine. All right, guys, we're going to finish today with another metal stand, but we're going to give you guys last week's results. So last week we talked best reality TV shows and I feel like we were trying to give the people what they want and we were wrong. They didn't mm. want American Idol. 
American Idol finishes in a distant, distant, distant bronze medal position. Coming in at silver two, two is, votes. Two votes. is yeah. Laguna Beach slash the Hills. Comes in as the silver. And coming in with the overwhelming favorite is MTV's Real World slash Real World, Real World Road Rules Challenge. It's killed everybody. It's probably, it's probably right. Yeah. I, mean, I do think that like the demographic on there is our age or younger, maybe, or a little bit older, you know, so it doesn't surprise me totally, but dude, that show bangs. The people who watch Real World and The Challenge are 25 to 40 right now. Right. So I got people right. mail in stuff like uh, Siesta Key, which is bullshit. And then I got people come in with, um, you know, where is some of just the old school classics? So, like, well, how about, like, where's Kardashians on here? I'm like, well, we didn't even think of Kardashians. I thought of Kardashians. I just wasn't going to make the list. And I've never seen it. There you are. So, we're going this week with best 90s cartoons. I'm pumped about I'm pumped about this. I'm already like hurting for the shit that isn't going to make it or get mentioned. All right. I'm going to start. Okay. Okay. I got my pen and paper, dude. This is important. Oh, I can't wait for this. All right. So I'm going to go with a few. Um, I have uh, currently four that come to mind that I feel passionately about. The first one I'm going with is the X-Men. Fox Saturday morning X-Men cartoon great weird choice of characters like why is jubilee on the show i don't know um but their portrayal of people like professor x like magneto like the sentinels um like rogue and gambit was so freaking great x-men cartoon one of the most underrated of all time i probably could watch it now and still enjoy it yeah i have turned it on episode one and it was it was old but it's cool it's good and it gets better and better and better too all right i'm gonna go with one that's like way off the wall but it was super incredibly popular at the time and that is beavis and butthead does that count as a 90s cartoon or are we talking about like kids cartoons no 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 that's a 90s cartoon oh yeah everybody was watching beavis and butthead like every kid that was our age was trying to like sneak into their room or sneak into somewhere turn on mtv and catch a little bit of beavis and butthead so you could talk about it on the bus on the way to school all right um (laughs) no dude i feel you on the beavis and butthead it was just more like i was a little bit older but or uh younger anyways so Dude, I'm thinking about Rescue Rangers. I loved Rescue Rangers. I loved Chip and Dale. And then you got Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack. Cheese. <laughs> He's like, and guess what? Didn't Mon- Why do you bring that absolute liability with you everywhere? Rescue Rangers is great. At any given time, he could just have a huge problem with cheese. So, um, yeah, I love that show. I watched it all the time. Rescue Rangers was perfect for me. Okay. Um, I like Rescue Rangers a lot. Great theme song as well. Um, yes. I'm going to go with uh, 
oh man, there's so many good ones. I'm going to go with a show that I was completely obsessed with. Um, one of the all-time great cartoons. Um, that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, that's massive for me. Turtles was huge. I had so many Turtles toys. I literally loved the Ninja Turtles. Um, I don't know <laughs> if it was as good of a cartoon or I just thought the characters were really cool. Um, but the Turtles have to at least be mentioned in the conversation here. I love that. I'm going to do one more since I have a bunch of them. Um, another one is that that I think is like more acclaimed even critically. Um is Batman. The Batman cartoon is very famous. I believe it was yep. Mark Hamill. The, was Batman the animated series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't it Mark Hamill as the Joker? I Yes, he did it forever. I think he did it in that one. And people talk about that show like it's like fucking the Bible. It's like revered. That show was great. Like, it was Grown really men good. are way too into it. Yeah, I don't watch it now. Um, I haven't watched it since I was probably in like fourth grade. Um, but as a fourth grader, I thought it was so good. I vividly remember a lot of the characters and their portrayals of them. Um, Harley Quinn was obviously awesome on there. The Joker was Batman, Robin. Um, Bane was terrible on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but most of the characters were really cool. Uh, it was a great show with really great voice acting and uh, some awesome animation. So Batman definitely deserves to be in consideration yeah that's a solid pick mm -hmm. um Dude, was... okay, okay go ahead i was gonna say i got one that's like uh, it was very different at the time and i'm gonna say doug oh yes that's what i that was gonna be my last one. Oh, sorry no no no, no, no. Mean... i'm excited doug was unbelievable like doug was like, <laughs> appointment viewing Doug was up there with Saved by the Bell. Like, must essential. I mean, that was it. Dude, Doug has to be in the top three. What a show. Dude, Patty with that, that like, brown skin and blonde hair was ahead of her time. She was Pat gorgeous. Patty Mayonnaise, Roger Klotz, Skeeter Valentine, Doug Funny, Pork What's the dog's Chop. name? Pork Chop. Oh! Mr. What's the Dick alter ego? What's the superhero ego? Quail Man. Come on, baby. The band, The Beats. The Beats. Beating so, Chalky Scootabagger, bring it on. Doug is... Dude, I'm circling Doug right now. I'm gonna can I, I... If there's ever a trivia that's about Doug somewhere, I'm paying Eric $100 to come with me. Dude, I yeah. can sing the songs. I, can sing. <laughs> I need more allowance, Yoda you. Whoa. Great song. I, feel, I feel like you dressed as him. I did, I did. I believe that. Doug is the show to me. Um, I feel like I learned almost as much from Doug as I learned from my own parents. Great show, all about how to be a, a kid and a good person. Um, Doug was such a dolt, and it just didn't matter because he was just living his life and being a kid. And wow, what a great show. Doug to me is automatically in the top yep. three. Doug will be in there. I have one I just want to throw into the bus and scratch out, and that's Rugrats. Why yep. did people like Rugrats? Never got into it. Oh, the only thing that was cool was the dad, the grandpa, who was like a straight fucking weirdo, like war vet guy. Like, I don't know. Always I, think, out. I think Rugrats was a little overrated. I don't know. Like Hell yeah, overrated. Did you guys like Darkwing Duck? Yeah, I like Darkwing Duck, but like I think I liked um, DuckTales more. 
Oh, I love DuckTales. DuckTales yeah. is a good show. Um, other one that needs to be mentioned, I feel like people are going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I lived at this time. I was in elementary school or middle school or high school or wherever you were. And you remember all the kids wearing the shirts and you remember the professional wrestling versions of these characters. And that is South Park. Yes. I mean, South Park so 97. So like I was now coming into a different era. So it's weird for me. I just think like, that this was adult now. Like when you talk about like Ben and you know Beavis and Butthead and um, Futurama came out, I just think of those more of like when I was a teenager, I was watching that. I just think though that like '97 is a little late for South Park. Yeah, I agree. I think by the time everyone started watching South Park, it was pretty much. Dude, I mean that's the th- that's the show of the thousands. Like when you do a thousands episode, we'll fucking yeah. give it to them. Okay. I so- don't- one I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we said that. Oh, you already said that. That's, that's when I, I had to step away for a minute, so I wanted to make sure that we got that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we got it. Dude, I, I don't know. So Bobby's World, I didn't like Bobby's World. Loved Tailspin so much. What about, uh, what about Dexter's Laboratory? That was a skip for me. Yeah, I get it. Ren and Stimpy didn't like that. Too gross. It was didn't so like gross. I couldn't even enjoy it. I was, I was like, ugh. I know. Showing I, mean, his that I still don't. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we have... I, I'd like to put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there. What about Thundercats? Thundercats. <laughs> 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 this shit went from 86 to 91, I bet. <laughs> So, all right. So we seem to be thinking that Turtles and Doug need to be on the list and it's going to be a freaking war to get into the bottom, the last one. Yeah. Yep. Animaniacs? Any love for them? I, like, I was okay with it. I was okay I like with Animaniacs, it. but they were like kind of a variety show. And they had Pinky and the Brain, which was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin off. There's Daria. Meh. That's an older. Th- I yeah, I was never into Dario though. That was Johnny Dario. Bravo. Matt. All those weird shows on like the Adult Swim type before it was Adult Swim. It was like Doctor Cats, and yep. I watched oh, like no. Critic. Remember Critic. the Critic? The Critic was great. I liked those, but that was more like you know at the end of the nineties. All right, so we have- movies was so funny. Let's let's think about it from these ones that we put forth. Then though, we have okay. Beavis and Butthead. We have the Rescue Rangers. We have X-Men and we have Batman. And we have, what about the Simpsons? Yeah. I mean, do you think 90s was their peak? Probably. No. So so what the fuck? I mean, don't we have to put the Simpsons on? Dude, I don't know. Do people even? I don't even, I don't, I was never the biggest Simpsons fan. That's the thing, but. So Simpsons started two weeks before 1990. Oh my God. It was huge. But that was so, that was in the like uh, when the marketing was bigger than the show, like the "Don't Have a Cow Man" and all that stuff. Like that wasn't even really like the funniest part of the Simpsons. Like the Simpsons were funny, but the only things you saw were like the stupid ad campaigns. Okay. Okay. Well, well I'm so happy that the, the Ninja Turtles are on there. I would love to put in X Men, but I don't know if we can have them both. They're both kind of action shows. I Oof, would like X Men. I would like X Men too. <laughs> I mean, I would too. And then Doug? <laughs> I mean, Hell yeah, dude. Doug is going to win. 
Doug is probably going to win. If anyone was like me, they grew up with Doug. Like I, I, I feel Doug. Okay. Are you guys? Do you want X Men, Ninja Turtles, and Doug? I mean, that's just such a male centric <laughs> demo. But our other picks, like, I mean, might as well throw Batman in there instead of oh, Doug. Like we, that, that's what we. I mean, they were marketed towards us. Like I mean, we can't we can't speak to any of the other shows because we didn't. I mean, we didn't watch like My Little Pony. No, dude, this is the Nordies podcast. God, because a lot of men do, and you got to watch out for those ones. <laughs> the adult men. I, my vote goes to X Men. Well, like we weren't watching the Powerpuff Girls, you know, or any. I would of that. say Ninja Turtles actually probably for me would be my vote. That was my uh, favorite show. I no, loved I all know. their interdimensional stuff. They got so crazy on that show; it was awesome. So I think Batman the show was a little bit bigger than Batman the cartoon. So what if we went X Men, Doug, and Ninja Turtles? I think that might be the that might be the best of the of the ones. Okay, we I'm good. We're locking it in. That would have been my top three picks, so I feel great about this one. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you engineered this whole thing, dude. (laughs) All right, guys. So tell us this week. um, What did we miss? Like, we don't want to hear from the Rocco's Modern Life people. Uh, I hope that not too many Rocco's Modern Life people listen to us. The Gargoyles (laughs) folks. Street Sharks. The Arthur folks. Gargoyles. I Gargoyle. mean, yeah. Ooh. Captain Diego. Captain Planet. Oh, Captain Planet! What a douchey superhero he was. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Dude, he roared. <laughs> Who did he fight? He was like, he was like, hey, hey, kids, let's get together and fight evil Mister Pollution. And you were like, oh god, they did not think this series through. Um, I'm gonna say other uh, just missed the cuts. Carmen San Diego, kind of a cool show. I thought that was a fucking computer game. It was, like was like a game show, though. Yeah. And, no, dude, it was a sweet show too. Oh, okay. Um, how about uh, uh, Inspector Gadget? Ooh, I liked that one. What about um, Hey Arnold? No. Pass. What about, no, uh, never got into it. Arthur. Oh uh, no, Arthur was not for me. No, I watched a little bit of Arthur. It was always yeah. like Arthur like did something wrong and then he had to be like taught a lesson. That's what <laughs> every single time, poor guy. <laughs> he got mad at his sister and then Yeah. 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 All right, guys. That is, that is all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Go vote on that. Let us know what you guys think were the best nineties cartoons. Tell us if we were super wrong or super right. But either way, it doesn't matter because it's our show. So thanks for listening this week to the Nordies podcast. We'll be back with a quick little sports short just about some ideas of what you can watch as things slowly trickle back, who you can cheer for, what you should be excited about, and what is a waste of your time. This is all the time we have this episode of the Nordies Podcast. We'll talk to you guys later this week.